Good morning. Today is Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. I want to tell you about a woman who has become a hero of mine. Perhaps you've heard of her. Maybe you have not. I have not met this woman, but I hope to. Her name is Adele Raymer. Adele was born in the United States and she lives now in Kibbutz Nir, which is alongside the border with Gaza. She's lived there since 1975. She moderates a Facebook group named Life on the Border, and I recommend that you look into it if you're interested based on what I tell you about her uh, today. Adele teaches English as a second language. She is also a trained medical clown and performs at hospitals in Ashkelon. In May 2018, Hamas started this campaign, terror campaign, of balloons and kites that were sent over from Gaza into the area close by, sometimes known as the envelope, the area surrounding Gaza, with explosives attached to it. A particularly um, dangerous, but also particularly cruel form of terrorism because it is intended to attract children who would be attracted to balloons and kites. And children of the Negev have had to learn that kites and balloons are no longer innocent toys. So in May 2018, just a few days after this started, Adele started a project, a daily routine of uploading pins to a Google map to indicate where each one of these landed. As of a couple of days ago, there were over 1,600 dots. And she writes, I maintain this nightly ceremony of trying to show the country and the world the extent of this destruction. As you may know from reading the news, uh, there is a tremendous amount of damage caused just by this, as well as missiles and other forms of terror directed to the people in this area in southwestern part of Israel. And uh, she writes blogs and articles about the terror and the toll that it takes, critical of the country's lack of adequate response and the world's lack of adequate response. She wrote a post recently, a few days ago, Five rockets at 5 a.m. jolted from the depths of sleep. That's got to be the worst. 
revving from zero to a hundred within a nanosecond, throwing off the sheets, jumping up, grabbing kids if you have them or pets running for your life when you know that you have 10 seconds max to get there to the safe room, slam the door tightly shut. Now, try to get back to where you were three minutes ago. Try to fall back asleep. I dare you. Just the other day, she wrote a post that she participates in a photography project called 52 Frames. I had never heard of it. Each week there's a new challenge. You're allowed to upload only one photo and this week's challenge was a common object. I'm sharing my entry here because it represents something that is an ordinary object for most people, but much more than that for me and others who live here on the border with the Gaza Strip. And the photo is a photo of her cell phone. For us, it's not just a phone. For us living in the Western Negev, a phone is more than just a tool for communicating or surfing the internet or keeping shopping lists. The phone is also the vehicle for warnings of incoming rockets. I dare not leave my phone unplugged at night for fear that the battery will run out and I won't hear the red alert incoming rocket warning. So for me, this common object is much more than just a phone. So she is a woman deeply concerned with the safety of Israelis, trying to alert the world to the overwhelming danger, attacks, terror. And there is another aspect to her character and to what she shares. Now this is from November, last November, 2019. You may remember there was another uptick in attacks, balloons, other instruments of terror coming from Gaza into this area on the Israeli side. Last week we had a war here. People on our side of the border and people on the other side of the border had to revert to the all-too-familiar ritual for all of us of being afraid, trying to keep ourselves and our families safe. On my side, the Israeli side, we had to sleep in safe rooms. Schools were closed, work was closed, nerves on edge. People were attuned to pick up any sound that could bode ill. The phone app, Tseva Adom, code red, on their side, on the Gaza side, those options don't exist. Not even an option of going someplace safe, away from the, the rockets being fired at us from within their own civilian populations. Through it all, 
some of us kept in touch with those we care for on the other side of the border, sending WhatsApp messages of, are you okay? Are you and your family safe? I set out, again, this is last November 2019, I set out to organize a Zoom video conference with people on both sides of the conflict. Israelis living on our side of the border were invited, as well as Palestinians from Gaza, Yericho, Ramallah, and the West Bank. I am a true believer in the idea that if you can look a person in the eye and speak with them, it is much harder to perceive them as evil. When you can look each other in the eye, see a little slice of their surroundings, their personal space, shared in real time, it is harder to consider them as being your enemy. In spite of the hardships, in spite of the fact that we have all been living in this challenging situation for so many years, in spite of the war. The solution to this predicament cannot be solved by military force. It requires a strategic and diplomatic solution. The regional tragedy will not be solved until Gazans' life improve enough to enable them to rehabilitate their region, providing them with a horizon of hope. Desperate neighbors are dangerous neighbors. A few days ago, she wrote the following post. Gaza is isolated from the rest of the world by the embargo that Israel and Egypt enforce. This has been keeping them relatively COVID-free. Now, you may have read about this in the news. So as of last night, this was August 24th. So as of last night, Gaza is in COVID lockdown. There have been a number of cases just in the last few days. The conditions, the living conditions in Gaza are such that if there would be, and apparently there already is, community transmission in Gaza, it is a terrible situation. The side effect may be a stoppage of launching of terror balloons and rockets, which is good. But the repercussions of an outbreak there are horribly frightening since their medical system is far from strong enough to deal with high numbers of seriously ill people. No one deserves this. And the people who will be infected are not only Hamas, but also the poor citizens who just want the same things that we do, safety for their families and food on their tables. To be on the front lines, observing and absorbing the blows 
and the pain and the trauma of what is happening to Israelis around the Gaza envelope and to have a feeling of humanity for civilians in Gaza, I believe that's heroic. So if this is a woman who interests you, I urge you to follow her on Facebook. She runs a Facebook group that is titled Life on the Border with Gaza, Things People May Not Know About But Should. And she also writes articles in Times of Israel. I wish her strength. And I wish all of you a great, wonderful day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person. Thank you.